This video is brought to you by Blessed Be God Boutique, maker of Catholic fashionable apparel, handmade accessories, and more. A couple of days ago, I brought to you news that the bishops were meeting in Prague in the ongoing continental phase of the Synod on Synodality. In case you're not aware, the ongoing meeting of the Church that involves allegedly every Catholic in the world, despite many of you, myself included, not having actually been invited to participate, this ongoing meeting is one is in one of its major late stages now with high-ranking prelates and hand-picked laity meeting in Prague to discuss the draft document that Francis will, in theory, use to decide what changes will be made to the Church and the faith. Some object to my implying that the faith will be changed in some way, but the laity in nearly every country are asking for changes to the faith on the non-negotiables, including the uh, sin that James Martin has a weirdly unhealthy interest in. But here the focus turns on to another golden calf of the modernists, their idol of opening the sacred office of holy orders up to anyone who really wants them. The subject of ordination of women to the priesthood was front and center, and instead of the whole subject being shelved in favor of keeping the same teaching of the church that's gone back all the way to the apostles, one of the heads of the synod signaled that, quote, no subject is taboo, which is supposed to reassure the laity that the church is listening. The problem is those of us with the, you know, actual faith aren't reassured because the people they are evidently listening to are not even Catholic, since ordination is one of those parts of the faith that cannot be changed, to try to change it is at least heresy. This meeting can only be described as a dumpster fire within a dumpster fire of a larger problem. The Synod is making abundantly clear that not only is heresy tolerated in the Catholic Church today, it reigns supreme. And when basic aspects of the faith are brought up, like the existence of the devil, for example, those who speak the truth of the faith are treated horribly. Let's get into this story, folks. This is uh, rather eye-opening. So yeah, the Synod on Synodality has entered the continental meeting stage of its now three-year program a few months ago. The results haven't exactly been promising or the kind of news that inspire confidence in those who want what gets called Catholicism to actually be Catholic. The faithful and the world have gotten mixed messages over these past few months, with, on the one hand, Rome appearing to want to impose some semblance of orthodoxy at these meetings and similar meetings in Germany, where they've attempted to intervene, and in both cases by saying that the synod has been taken over by people with their own agenda, and that the church can't do some things, that some things just can't be changed. Then we get stories like this. A book publisher's blog got an interview with Cardinal Mario Gresh, who is one of the heads of the synod on synodality, along with Cardinal Hollerich, both of whom are... Um, make modernists look conservative by comparison to themselves. And they are running the synod on behalf of Francis. So with that said, headline. New interview with Cardinal Grish. Synod has no taboo subjects and welcomes steps towards the ordination of women. Yeah, that headline is real, and the interview is a doozy. Although a lot of it is very kind of cut and dry, kind of synod this, synod that stuff. But... Just when you've been thinking that this synod stuff may not turn out to be that bad, it in fact does turn out to be pretty bad. Are we likely to see priestesses in the institution calling itself the Catholic Church after the synod? Probably not, at least not for now, but it does look like the bishops are open to taking the initial steps required to make it happen in the long run. 
Cardinal Gresh is asked first about if every subject is on the table, and then he is asked about the participation of women and at the synod and the ordination of women. And here is his answer over a few different questions that lead up to this larger point. Quote, the theme of the synodal process is synodality. We should not miss the opportunity to set the course for a synodal church now, but there are no taboo subjects. I understand the impatience, but we should also admit that the church has made important steps forward, end quote. When he says the church has made, quote, important steps forward, that is in direct response to a question about those who are impatient for the lack of movement towards the church changing its unchangeable teaching on the ordination of women to the permanent diaconate and, yes, the priesthood. Nothing he said is taboo at the synod. No subject is off the table, to be clear. In fact, Cardinal Gresh states, synodality is about listening and coming to consensus and not trying to pass things by simple majority, which actually may be the only thing that keeps this from turning into a complete heretical disaster and may be the only thing that keeps them from achieving their goals in this if they're trying to do things by consensus because you can't get consensus on anything. Now elsewhere, over at Pillar Catholic, we get a comprehensive look at a recent well, session of this meeting and the subject of women's ordination as it was discussed at the Continental Meeting of the Synod on Synodality. Raise yourself for this, folks. Headline, Europe's Synod meeting calls for courageous decisions on the role of women. At this point, the way things are going, the truly courageous thing for any participant to do would be to uphold Catholic orthodoxy, be they a priest or layperson. This would require upholding what the church teaches about the complementarity of men and women and rejecting secular notions of sameness and things being otherwise equal. But that looks increasingly like the call for ordination will win out in some way at this place, at least in the debate phase. So from the Pillar article, quote, According to the Assembly's final document, which is in draft form and is not expected to be finalized for weeks, participants at the meeting in Prague supported the greater involvement of women at, quote, all levels also in decision-making and decision-taking processes. The text did not specify what it meant by, quote, courageous decisions or what, quote, decision-taking processes it was referring to. Some delegates, notably from Germany, had urged the assembly to endorse the ordination of women as deacons and priests, but they faced pushback from other participants. Erme Stetter Karp, the president of the Lay Central Committee of German Catholics, the ZDK, told delegates February 8th that, quote, confinement of women to the space outside the ordained ministry was driving young women out of the church. But on the same day, Polish delegate Alexander Bonka criticized what he called, quote, the deceptive charm of superficial solutions, such as the idea of women's ordination, which seemed, quote, to fall into the trap of neoclericalism. And, quote, nice turn of phrase there, by the way. The modernists like to call the church's teaching that priests are by definition separate and different from the laity a clericalist tendency. So, of course, one of the delegates from one of the places where the Catholic faith is still, you know, actually Catholic, calls the modernist push for removing all barriers to ordination neoclericalist. Nicely done. And it's 100% true. It is a clericalist tendency to try to push the values of the world on the church using what everyone, including the modernists in the church, admit is the worst catechized generation in history to try to do it, which came on the heels of the previously worst catechized generation in history. People wonder why people are leaving the faith. 
since the council, catechesis has been in absolute disarray, with the actual teaching of the faith something that just isn't done by the church or by families anymore. Is it any wonder really why that's happened? After the council, to the greatest council of all time, the only one any prelate cites anymore, after the council, things in general were in absolute disarray, and many could see the church changing what it taught on a number of topics, and priests and bishops themselves were signaling that things were changing. They were responsible for this mess that we're in, and now here we are, with the laity somehow getting the idea in their heads that everything they don't like about Catholicism is up for debate and subject to change. You know, the one faith that's supposed to remain unchanged and unchangeable, everything is now subject to change. It's remarkable to witness. Some people actually, though, at this did try to bring up something reasonably Catholic at this meeting. In fact, it was the same person who said that women's ordination or lack of it was pushing women out of the church. She tried to bring up the existence of Satan, her one orthodox moment, and that didn't go well for her. I guess the modernist prelates don't like having their real boss brought up at the meeting of the church, though. From the article, quote, Four days of intensive discussions in Prague highlighted sharp differences between national delegations. Hermes Stetter Karp, one of the leading figures in Germany's controversial, quote, synodal way, complained at one point that when the word devil was mentioned, several delegates looked at her. That hurt, she said. Archbishop Gintadis Grusas, the president of the Council of European Bishops Conferences, the CCEE, which oversaw the assembly, said, quote, for the most part, we have been able to maintain a respect for each other and the dignity we see in each other, even with our differences and tensions, and we can thank God for that. He referred to an image of Jesus nearing his death on the cross and asking, Can you love me when I am like this? He said. The image referred to the church with all its injuries, with all its bruises, and we are called to love the church when it is bruised, when we are hurt. And we continue on this journey, bruised and beaten and full of hope for the future, step by step with an openness to be healed and an openness to hear each other. End quote. I feel like he was hugging us when he said that. Here's a big hug from this bishop. Those injuries to the church that Archbishop Brusas was alluding to were not caused by the synod, but by the divisions in the church that really boiled down to a division between Catholics and overt modernists. Some with modernist tendencies still have the faith, even if imperfectly, while others know what the church teaches, don't care at all, and advocate and work for the changing of the faith into something new. And they have said that the church got things wrong, and that secret scripture got things wrong. That division was on full display at the Continental Meeting of the Synod on Synodality this past week, including a lot of gray area, a lot of things where one person said heretical things and the next day said orthodox things. Maybe the next synod should be the synod on Catholicism, where a handful of remaining decent bishops and priests teach their brother bishops, the influential laity who push for changes to the faith of the synod, the faith actually truly teaches. Remind them that sin and eternal perdition are very real, that the devil is in fact real, and that central to the gospel message of Christ was his admonition to go forth and sin no more. It's just a thought. It won't happen, though, not this side of a divine chastisement that wipes the civilizational slate clean, or at least really shakes civilization up. Not until that happens. But that may be coming sooner than anyone thinks, given the state of the world. You may have noticed the headlines have gotten crazy and crazier and crazier. 
I'm curious what you thought about these stories, though. Is all of this talk of changing the faith just hot air and not to be worried about? Or should we take this as the ultimate sign that the modernists are in control and plan to do what they will to Holy Mother Church? Let me know in the comments, please. Like and subscribe if you haven't. It does help. As to sharing the story on social media, that helps a lot, too. As always, pray for the church. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.